Stories of ghosts and the afterlife were a popular obsession during the Victorian era, particularly in New York's Hudson Valley. On this episode of Listen with the Lights On, we sat down with Gardner Town historian A.J. Schenkman to discuss another Victorian-era supernatural legend from Ulster County. Are the lights on? Good. Welcome to Listen with the Lights On. I'm Jessica Blaustein-Marshall. And I'm Patrick Garrett. This is the other side of the mountain. Uh, what was up until probably 1790s was the frontier. And this is uh, an area known as Kerhonkson, where um, somehow I ended up, a boy from Queens, up by Minnewaska State Park, joined that fire department, and just sitting around on standby or during the floods, you start to hear a lot of these different names coming up and these ghosts and these stories And one of the people that came up a few times was a guy by the name of Lewis Rose. Lewis Rose lives in an area that would probably be around the Stony Kill right now. They called it Logtown. It's located at the base of the Shangun Mountains or the Shuangunk Mountains. Lewis Rose was a laborer and a farmer. And he, for some reason, we don't know why, he had a particular dislike for God. And he was, he was known to be blasphemous. And he said to his wife, what I'd really like to do when I die, because it's going to come at some point, because he's already in his 40s or 50s. And at that point, that was the end of life. And around 1877, 78, we're talking about. And the New York Times picked up the Lewis Rose story and also picked up other stories and proclaimed that Kerhonkson and also Ulster County was a hotbed of paranormal activity. And during this period, the Victorian period, people were very interested in death and the afterlife and ghosts. So one day, Lewis Rose gets sick and he says to his wife, just like Red Fox, this is the big one. I know I'm not coming back from this one. And these are my instructions. When I die or I am dying, I don't want any kind of minister coming up to me, giving me last rites. I don't want to be buried. I just want to be thrown out into a field at the end of eight days. And his wife was mortified by this. And she said, you know, you'll go to, you'll go to hell. I want you to go to hell. He says, the life I've led, I'm going to hell anyway. So finally, what happens is it comes out that he has a fear of death. And he is so scared of being buried alive that he wants to be out on a slab for eight days. So he dies in the summer of 1878. His wife tries to acquiesce to his, to his wishes and says, okay, you're going to die. I will leave you out here for eight days. He said, what I'm going to do is if there is a God if there is an afterlife, or if the devil is going to get me, I will come back and I will tell you. Somehow I will tell you. So he's lying there dying, and he continues with his whole idea that I don't want to be buried, just let the animals take me out and you know eat me after eight days. As he's vacillating between life and death, he says to his wife, the devil's coming for me. He's trying to get his chains on me. I can feel it, and I will let you know if I get out of the chains. He dies. Probably after about three days, he starts to stink. 
and his uh, friends' wives, also husbands' friends, if you can believe that he had friends, because he was a pretty cantankerous guy, came over and said, you got to bury this guy. He's stinking up the place, and you got to have some last rites. So she finally acquiesces, and she buries him off in the back. She buries him underground, and then about a week or so later, people report seeing Lewis Rose on probably what was the Stony Kill Road. People who knew him in life said they could get within 10 feet, and then he just disappeared. Some people said they heard the rattling of chains. And just as quickly as his ghost appeared, just as quickly as it appeared in the newspapers, it disappeared until yours truly has a leak in his roof. And he calls over a worker who asked to remain anonymous, contractor, and he said, you're the guy who wrote about the Lewis Rose ghost, aren't you? And I said, yeah. He says, I am a Rose. And he said, and um, I got to tell you, he says, right near where I live, off the Stony Kill, he said, off in the field is a headstone. And never, no one ever knew what that headstone was. And someone just said it was somebody that nobody liked or somebody that no one wanted to deal with or someone who was, there was a graveyard there. And he goes, and I think that that must have been where Lewis Rose was buried. And that's where the story of Lewis Rose ends. Wow, with you. It ends with it you. Ends with, it ends with <laughs> me. And the roof did not leak again. But I did move, though. <laughs> well, you better check in with the people that moved in after you, just in case. <laughs> but wow, that's a, that's an interesting story. So he was was he buried prior to the eight days? Is he that... was b- buried prior okay. to the eight days because he was starting to stink up the place. Right, right. And also, you know, not having your last rites and also just, you know, having someone rotten out in the field. It's not considered really, I guess, proper etiquette, even during that time. <laughs> Certainly Even if not. you want to be rotting in a field. Yeah. Even if you want to be rotting in a field, that's correct. <laughs> so, um, and there were people who, again, would just be traveling home. He was never seen in anybody's houses, but he was always seen on the same road. Now, I've tried to find out exactly where Logtown is, but based on where the contractor lives, and his family has been there for a very long time, um, it would be the Stony Kill Road. So that and that's right up against uh, against the Shangam Mountains. Um, and if you're you're going up 4455 towards uh, New Paul's, and you have the turnoffs, right below that would be pretty much be the Stony Kill and that's in that area. But the way also I found a lot of these ghosts is um, also just looking through old newspapers because I do a lot of research on other individuals and sometimes things just will pop up and in some cases because i've looked through much census information uh this is the only kind of testament to this guy even really existing Mm -hmm. now you said earlier um in this conversation that this in this particular time period people were fascinated with ghosts and Mm -hmm. death and the afterlife and all that stuff and that all of this stuff was appearing in newspapers can you talk a little bit more about that and you know how it appeared in newspapers and Today, that wouldn't happen. This would be relegated to, like, the AP News oddities or something like that. Right, and also, if, if, you, if you know there's a ghost in your house, I know in California, you have to let them know. I thought I was 
New York this, too. Yeah. In New York too? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Or that you believe you have Better not try and sell the other to, house. Right. No. <laughs> you have reason to believe that the house is haunted. You have to report that. Or if people ask, you have to be forthcoming about it. <laughs> yes, unless it's a house like the Amityville house, right? Right. Um, newspapers were more sensational um, back then. Um, and a lot of times there weren't the bylines. But um, they almost were, a lot of them were like tabloids, like a lot of the local ones. Um, it was really very sensational. And when you go through a lot of the newspapers, you have to be careful because the facts don't really seem to matter that much. P- newspapers like the New York Times, they tend to be a little bit more, you know, reliable. But the Daily Freeman, the Middletown Argus and stuff like that, I mean, it can go from Bill to John to Frank in the same newspaper. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you have to go back into history people had this fascination with ghosts is that people i guess wanted to know there was an afterlife or what and also it was a fascination i mean it goes deeper than that with the victorians but there's a whole different idea of death as you see in the 1860s 1870s even the concept of where you're buried you know there aren't burial grounds anymore now um, you know, they're kind of like, I don't want to say you celebrate death, but now you have cemeteries that are almost like parks now. Mm-hmm. And there's this concept that after you die, you're, you're, you know, that death isn't always this horrible thing. And that's some of what I think was feeding into this and also just like a good story. Thanks for joining us. Listen with the Lights On is a production of WAMC. Our theme music is Grizzly Reminder by Midnight Syndicate. For more spine-tingling tales, check out our podcast or head over to wamc.org.